Hey guys, it's Tuesday, which means it is another brand new episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. I'm so happy that you guys are hanging out with me and with Jax, because he's sitting here at my feet. He's become my moral support partner, my big dog. He's looking up at me like, Mom, why are you talking about me? This is our new routine. We record podcasts together. I do the talking, he does the sleeping. But today, he was a very bad boy. So we started our morning not very good. I was getting ready this morning in the bathroom, same routine every day. And normally, he's curled up in his bed as I get ready until, you know, I'm done. And then I go out and take him out to go potty and all that good stuff. Well, this morning, I'm done getting ready. I come out of my bathroom, and I look, and he's not in his bed. Instead, he's curled up in the middle of our bed. <laughs> now, granted, this dog is four years old. He's never been allowed on that bed. He has a fantastic Tempur-Pedic little dog bed at the, you know, at the foot of our bed. But I guess today he was like decided to up level his life, live his best life in the middle of my bed. <laughs> so I'm like, get out of there. And I don't know if little dogs are the same way, but this dog, he jumped off the bed and he looked so dejected and he's been in such a mopey mood. Like he has not forgiven me for yelling at him yet today. So, <laughs> but you know what? It's going to be a good day because today we are tackling an awesome subject. In fact, this is a mini training session all about outreach marketing. So this is part one. I'm sharing best practices, spilling all my secrets when it comes to outreach marketing. This is your ultimate guide. This announcement is for our Sprout multifamily members. Good news, guys. This outreach mini training series that we're doing on the podcast, we have all the resources inside of the membership. So when you go to your homepage, you're going to find this three-part series and more with all the resources to make your outreach marketing a breeze. So I'm excited for y'all to check it out. If you're not a Sprout member and you're interested in learning more, I encourage you to check out our shop at shopmarketinghome.com. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step -step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. this specific topic. We're a few weeks into January and I said, we've got to cover this. But it just so happened that I was having a conversation with a client who was telling me that, you know, their traffic had slowed down a bit and kind of wanted some ideas. And of course, you know, we went through a few things, but I always bring up outreach marketing. And super emphatically, they looked at me and they said, oh my gosh, outreach marketing, it's dead. I mean, it's a total waste of time. We don't even do it. I mean, I had to bite my tongue. Literally, I was seeing red and a little smoke maybe came out of my ears. I'm just kidding. But really, I hear it all the time. Um, people like either hate outreach marketing or they love it. And I find more people hate it than love it. And the thing is, even though I was seeing red, I always also see green when I think of outreach marketing. And I want to talk about that today. I think people sometimes hate outreach marketing because for a few reasons. One, I mean, it's intimidating sometimes going into a business and not knowing exactly what you're going to say, not knowing how people are going to react. I mean, it's it's a cold call in essence, and so not everybody loves that. 
I also think people aren't sure how to prepare for outreach marketing, and then you don't always see immediate results, so people feel like it's not working. But here's the deal. I know that outreach marketing is far from dead, and I'll tell you why. A few years back when um, I polled our Sprout members, and I asked him, if we could offer one dream service, what service would you want? The overwhelming response was, we would love for you to create a service where your team does the outreach marketing for us. And we actually did. We created the Sprout Street team. Um, we offer it currently only for multifamily. For those of you that want to know more, you can go to watchyourbusinesssprout.com and select street team. This isn't the point, though. The point is, people really wanted that service. So there's been a few opportunities um, throughout the last few years where Lauren and I actually will go out and do the street team forum. Now, we have a team that does this, and we have multiple teams that do this, but we like to stay in touch. And so let me tell you what happens when we do an outreach marketing uh, blitz. We find people all the time that are like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this place existed, or I didn't know anything about this business, or oh my goodness, I know somebody looking for an apartment or a home. Or they're like, wow, wow, we have a cross-promotion opportunity. We'd love to talk. It never fails that we uncover opportunities that our clients get leads, they get leases. And I'm always thinking to myself, it works. Why do people say it doesn't work? So we do it all the time. The results are there. Um, and because of that, I think that it always like kind of baffles me why people don't do it more often. So before we dig in, I want to really kind of outline what exactly is outreach marketing. So outreach marketing is a targeted approach to building relationships with businesses that surround your community, or for our realtors, their relationships that are in the neighborhoods that you sell, uh, that you help sell homes at, or you help connect buyers to homes, right? It involves creating rapport, building and strengthening relationships, seeking out new clients, really building your expertise. So in a nutshell, it's telling businesses and people in the surrounding area who we are, what we're all about, and if you're a property manager, it's what your community is all about. If you're a realtor, it's like what you stand for and what potential value you could bring. So the main aim is to get in touch with the right audience so that we can have the opportunity for higher conversions, right? When we do outreach marketing, we decide who we visit. We can tailor that visit for the best outcome. That's exactly what outreach marketing is. And nowadays, yes, we have grassroots outreach marketing for the majority of this conversation. That's what I'm going to be talking about. But outreach marketing can also be done on social. It can be done online. There's a lot of different ways that you can do outreach marketing. Now, because of technology the way it is today, is outreach marketing dead? Well, it's actually the opposite. So that brings us to the point, why would we outreach marketing and do outreach marketing? In this digital age, you know, face-to-face -face marketing has definitely decreased. So why do we continue to push outreach marketing in person? Well, there's a few reasons. I want you guys to hear this stat. I was like flabbergasted when I heard it. The average person scrolls through 300 feet of mobile content. Let me repeat that. The average person scrolls through 300 feet of mobile content every single day, which is the equivalent of the Statue of Liberty. Can you believe that? So how much of that information do you think people are retaining? Probably very little, right? So the other thing I want you to think about is the more rare that something becomes, the more valuable it is. 
Even think of something that was very common years ago, people doing handwritten notes. I hardly ever get a handwritten note in the mail nowadays. It used to be that I would get handwritten letters a lot more from either businesses or friends, but now when I do get one, it's so valuable because I'm like, oh my gosh, that stands out and it's just, it feels a little more special. So the more rare that something is, the more valuable it is. So since in-person outreach has become more rare, it stands to reason that it's more valuable. We add that to the fact that, like we talked about, people are so inundated with mobile content, whether social or others. So in-person brand experiences are a valuable chance for us to establish that human connection, right? We get so little of it now. It's a connection that really is strained now that we do, again, so much digitally. And when you build rapport in person, when somebody can put a face to a name, it solidifies an experience, right? It's easy to build trust when a person can see you. So for property managers, you're representing a community, a brand. Realtors, you are the brand. But when you actually go in and introduce yourself, you're again helping helping build that brand in somebody's mind. So then people start to uh, associate us with our community or with our brand. We go from a faceless brand or a faceless name to a personal connection, and that can be really powerful. The other reason why we want to outreach market is because marketing is a numbers game. So the more marketing efforts that we put in place, the more prospects that we have. And the more prospects that we have, the more opportunities to close business, to get repeat business. If we follow that logic, those opportunities are gonna lead to higher occupancy for our property managers. They're gonna lead to higher sales for our realtors. And in the end, everyone benefits from higher conversion. So there is a strong case for outreach marketing. Now, before we get too deep in this, I want you to remember that outreach marketing doesn't always yield results instantly. It's not always easy to see or to track immediate results through outreach. That's another reason why I think people sometimes get discouraged and they just kind of throw it out. But here's what I want you to think of outreach marketing. Like, think of it like spreading little seeds in a garden. Not all of them are gonna populate, right? Some of them are gonna get maybe snatched away or blown away. And they're not all going to, you know, sprout up, maybe not all of them at the same time, but some will. And some will even maybe sprout at different times a year. Um, I, I live in the Texas Hill Country, and they're known for the wildflowers. So, of course, like the first year, I threw a bunch of seed. I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't know exactly what to expect. So the next year, it was kind of a surprise when a few popped up but not as many as I was hoping for, right? So every year though, I continue to do it. And now that little section where I've spread seed consistently, now it's really beautiful. I know I can count on it. So it's the same thing with us, whether it's a message about our community or about ourselves and our business, this idea of building rapport, building relationships, it should be happening all the time while you're on the clock, while you're off the clock. The more people that know about you, that know about your community, the more chances you're going to have to have a partnership, right? They might become your residents or your clients. All of those things are going to lead to, again, like I like to talk about financially fit businesses. So this isn't about doing one massive effort and never doing it again. Remember, with this Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, it's all about those small, consistent efforts that are going to yield those consistent results. So... Let's say you went out outreach marketing in the past and you say, you know what, I did it, it didn't work. 
Well, that would be like throwing the baby out with the bath, wa bath water, right? We don't want to do that. It, we're going to maybe change our tactics, try different times of year, different approaches, and we'll see the real success that we have when those outreach marketing efforts done time over time over time will yield those results. And you'll be surprised exactly how sometimes those results sprout up. It feels like a really good time to take a little break. Okay, we interrupt this episode for a much-needed dance break. Cue the music, Renee. Okay, guys, before we get back, I want to tell you about our Sprout Marketing Shop, where we have tons of ready-to-use, already-done-for-you resources, everything you need to market your community and your business. So visit shopmarketinghome.com, that's shopmarketinghome.com, and check back weekly. New things are added all the time. All right, let's get back to the episode. So the very first thing that I want you to think about now that we're going to get into this kind of tactical approach to outreach marketing, you've got to get your plan straight. And the very first part of your plan is get clear on your goals and your call to action. What I find happens often is that people do outreach marketing when they're desperate. And so they don't give a ton of thought to it. In episode two, where we talked about the four mistakes that a lot of marketers make, the first two were that people deal in a reactive mode versus a proactive mode. And many tackle outreach marketing that way. Occupancy slumps or sales slump, and all of a sudden they're like, I've got to go outreach marketing. They lack clarity on their marketing objectives. Again, desperation very uh, rarely leads to the desired outcomes because there are no desired outcomes in place. We just know we need to do something. So you need to get clear on your goals. Why are you doing outreach marketing? Again, the answer shouldn't be out of desperation. Clearly outline your goals so that every decision that you make is made with purpose. Your visits really, they have to have meaning. That way they don't waste your time and they don't waste the time of the businesses that you're going to visit. So before you even start to select your marketing materials, before you even plot a time on the calendar to go outreach marketing, I want you to get really clear on your call to action, your goal. So let me give you some ideas of what we've seen to be really successful uh, goals to have. For property managers, um, we know that a lot of times maybe you have your well-hidden well gem. So you might do outreach marketing simply to let people know exactly where you're located. I cannot tell you how many times we've been outreach marketing and people are like, wait, where is that apartment community? I've lived here all my life and I've never heard of it. So sometimes it's simply to raise awareness with your neighbors. Um, we may The goal may be that we want to have more uh, leads come in, right? We want to have more traffic walk through the door. We may want to increase our presence on social media. So we might do a blitz or a campaign targeted to get more followers on Facebook or Instagram. The logic there might be that you can nurture them on social and then when they are ready to lease an apartment, you're going to be the one that comes top of mind. Or another powerful one is maybe you have had a slump in occupancy and you've got a special that you're promoting. This would be a great time again to hit the road and let people know about this great special that you have. We've also seen huge success in inviting people to an event at your community. It could be an open house or it could be another resident event that you feel will have a strong showing. Nothing helps people feel more confident to buy or to choose a home. 
to make a decision about an apartment community than when they see other people that already live there that feel really good about their decision. So hosting an event and then inviting people to an event is a really good uh, way or a really good kind of goal call to action when you do your outreach marketing. So think about the people in multifamily that benefit. Again, if you're a lease up, always, always have a plan for outreach marketing. This is especially critical time for people to know about your community. Maybe you're under new management. Possibly the community you worked at had a bad reputation, you guys have done a rehab or you've made some changes, and you want to let people know about those changes. Again, a face will help build that trust. So those are just a few of the people that will benefit, um, but really anyone can benefit from outreach marketing. Now what about if you're a realtor? What are your goals when it comes to outreach marketing? Well, you might have an outreach marketing where you want to visit past clients. So you want to focus on your repeat or referral business. Maybe you're looking for new sellers or new buyers. Uh, maybe you have a home that's on the market and you just want to get people to come to your open house. Again, I know open houses a lot. It's not just about selling that home, but it's about building your network, right? You also could do outreach marketing just to build your expertise and your following on social media. So Maybe you launched a new website or you just kicked off a Facebook or an Instagram campaign and you're wanting to get more followers. Well, a great in-person initiative will help people to say why they want to follow you. Now, I'm going to talk more specifically in later episodes about how a realtor can build their expertise because if you're not looking for a house or you're not looking to sell, why would you want to follow a realtor, right? Well, there are specific reasons and we'll stay tuned for those episodes coming up because I want to get really clear on that. So... Our very first step in making a plan is, again, outline your goal, outline your call to action. What action do we want them to take? What are we going there to do? And then what action do we want them to take afterwards? When you're clear on that, then I want you to get really clear on what you're going to take. The answer is don't come empty-handed, okay? Yes, we might be a valuable asset to the neighborhood, but a big mistake, we talked about this also on episode two, Mistake number three that a lot of marketers make is they don't capture the minds or the heart. So think about where you're going, what businesses you're going to, and make sure that you take goodies. You guys, I've done this a million times. You get those grumpsters that, you know, people don't want to be interrupted from their day of work. But if you walk in with some cookies or some, you know, special goodies, one of our Sprout bundles, you can find those on our website as well. They're pre-done outreach marketing bundles for you. Um, when you walk in with goodies, you're no longer the girl that's soliciting or trying to sell business. You're the girl that's bringing in goodies, right? You're bringing in something sweet, a sweet treat or a, a caffeine kick. And those are, those are much easier visits, right? They open up the conversation in a really friendly way. Remember, we're people making connections with other people. So a few ideas. I mentioned our Sprout Bundles. You can purchase those pre-made for like $2.50 or $2.75. Um, and just add your business card, right? So they're already done for you. If you're a Sprout member, you can also get uh, our customized, customized flyers or event invites. And if not, if you're not a member, there's a ton of other resources to use as well. You can bring out your brochures. Maybe you have a sales sheet, an open house sheet, and any other kind of additional goodies. Really, this is going to depend on your budget. I know some communities, they've got a bigger budget. They've got their own swag. A lot of realtors have branded materials. I will say that, let me just kind of give you my personal two cents. There are times that I come in with like personally branded swag, like we maybe you come in with your pens or a coffee mug or something else. 
without it being a sweet treat or caffeine, you never get the same response. I, I just will say that. So if you're going to do swag, pair that with something that is a treat and then think about where you're going so that it's shareable. Um, I'll talk a little bit about some of the locations in a minute, but if you're going to a business, also think about are you giving this to the gatekeeper? Are you wanting this to be shared in an employee lounge? Where is this going? And then that'll dictate the level of treats that you take in. You know, if you're going into like a school district and you want this to be put in the break rooms or in their, you know, teacher's lounge, you might want to bring a basket full of goodies and make sure that all of your materials are labeled so that you get all the credit. So a little forethought is going to go a long way. All right, so we know our goal, we know what we're taking. When are we going? Well, when we wanna go, uh, building that consistent effort with outreach marketing is what's gonna keep your occupancy high, it's what's gonna keep your sales pipeline full year round. So I don't like for people to just go outreach marketing when they're desperate. You have to start early and you have to stay consistent. Remember that early bird, he's the one that gets the worm. So. Think about outreach marketing in terms early in the year. So January, start now, build that habit now. Early in the month also, uh, and early in the day. So that way you make sure that it doesn't get crowded out by other tasks. There's always gonna be other things to do. So schedule that time in your calendar and don't break that time with yourself. Now, marketing mistake number four that we outlined in episode two is that a lot of marketing is too time consuming. So how do we sneak in outreach marketing? One of the things that I love to encourage my clients to do is set a recurring event on your calendar for outreach marketing. If you keep that day and that time consistent, you're more likely to keep this as a long-term habit. So if you're a realtor, you might like dress up a little bit nicer the day that you're going to go outreach marketing. Same thing for my property management folks. If you know this is when you do it, your team knows it, you get used to it, it builds the, the habit, it becomes uh, something that's just part of what you do. Now, here's my little tip. Do outreach marketing when nobody else is doing it. You know, nobody's going outreach marketing on a Monday. Uh, nobody's doing it at the beginning of the month. Nobody's doing it in the cold winter months. People don't like to do it when it's super hot. I'm in Texas. I can t guarantee you most people are not doing outreach marketing in August. But what happens is do it when nobody else is doing it, and you're going to get the results that nobody else is getting. Remember earlier when I said <laughs> I saw red when they told me that outreach marketing is, is dead? Well, I also saw green, and I saw green because there's an opportunity. When people don't like to do something and they're not willing to put in the effort, I know that there's an opportunity for the person that is. So think about that and take those opportunities to do outreach, even when you don't want to and when you think nobody else will. That's when it's going to stand out. I also love thematic marketing. I like, I think themes help make marketing a consistent part of your schedule. So I just wanted to give you guys a few ideas of how to build this into your week. And it can be different types of marketing. So for example, you could do social media marketing Monday, where you make a post, you, you know, post something and you tag a nearby business in your social media post. That way, when you tag that business, the likelihood of their followers seeing it is higher. And you figure out a way to, again, highlight them. Like if you're a realtor, for example, you might be like, hey, has anybody checked out at, and it might be a local restaurant and say they have the most awesome dot, dot, dot. 
again, now you're giving them a little boost of maybe traffic or um, exposure from your clientele. And in return, that gives, they're like, hey, who's this guy that's talking about us, right? So it's like an I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back kind of thing. And property managers, you can do the exact same thing. Letting your uh, residents and your prospects know about nearby businesses, it's a great retention tool, but it's also an outreach marketing tool if you tag the right business, add those hashtags, make sure that it gets into their feed as well. Another theme you could do is Preferred Employer Tuesday. I love this one for uh, my on-site community managers. That's where you pick one preferred employer from your list each week and you deliver maybe a larger set of goodies or a basket of those bundles and you share your new promotions. In my opinion, we should be visiting our preferred employers weekly, not each of them every week, but we should have a rotation. Our floor plans, our availability changes, our specials, our pricing, our amenities, things change. And so just building that relationship, again, that face-to-face -face connection is going to put you top of the mind. Another one that I love is drive-through Thursdays. But let's be honest, you could do drive-through marketing anytime. You can have your marketing goodies with you in the car. Again, have your little kit ready to go, all your goodies ready to go. And then when you go pick up food in the drive-thru or when you pick up your dry cleaning or for us ladies while we're getting our nails done or you're getting your hair done, then leave your little marketing with whoever you see. This one is huge for both realtors and uh, on-site people because think about it. If you're at a community and you have three on-site team members, you've got you, the manager, the assistant, and a leasing agent. If you do that consistently, let's say each of you makes a goal to leave one of your marketing materials somewhere, that's three every single Thursday. So over the course of the month, you visited 12 different locations. And if you do that daily, that number just multiplies and it compounds. Realtors, you guys are out all day long. So not having to just set aside a specific day for outreach marketing, but making a goal. Hey, this today while I'm out showing houses or meeting with potential buyers, I'm going to leave five of my little marketing bundles wherever I go. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm picking up my kids. Make it a part of your routine. Those drive-through type of marketing efforts, again, they add up. Think of those little seeds. They're growing roots, and eventually they will sprout. Now, there's a couple of different types of marketing initiatives that I love to talk about. One is called a blitz. So a blitz, I want you to think about it this way. Now, remember the days when there was a new neighbor in the neighborhood and your neighbor maybe made a beautiful pie and they delivered it you know, to whoever just moved into the community? Okay, that's never actually happened to me, but I've seen it on TV and I think that would be amazing, right? Well, in a way, your outreach marketing blitz is like going and delivering something, a little goodie to say, hey, I'm new in the neighborhood, if you're a new lease up or maybe you're new in the area, and saying, I just wanted to introduce myself or I just wanted to introduce our community. You're going out there and your goal is just to blitz your surrounding five mile radius. And where do you go when you do a blitz? Well, I'm going to list off a few of my favorite places to add to my marketing route. Medical locations are great. So think private practices, med clinics, large hospitals, there's floor after floor, cosmetic surgeons, there's so many different types of um, cosmetic places now. So you think your plastic surgeons, people that do facials, your estheticians, um, not quite like a med, a spa, uh, they have a lot of those, um, what do they call them? Medi-spa type of clinics, right, that do both. So all sorts of medical locations. Another area that I like to focus on is bank 
banks, financial institutions, and insurance offices. Uh, government services, that can include your police officers, your fire department, your postal workers, colleges, universities, tech schools, um, your regular schools. So you've got your public schools, your private schools, Montessori schools, and then a lot of cities have separate administrative offices um, that, again, they have a ton of employees. I love schools. I love medical offices. I love all of these because there's all sorts of different price points, uh, people that have different budgets. So you have everybody from the janitorial cleaning staff to technicians to nurses to doctors, right? So whatever your price point of who your clientele is, the likelihood in these areas, you'll find somebody. Um, I also like fitness-centric businesses like gyms and private studios. Preferred employers for apartment communities, typically you have a list. Uh, restaurants, again, not just, you know, maybe not the wait staff might not be your clientele. They might. Um, it could also be the managers that work there. And then, again, just think about the network of people that they connect with. Hairdressers, nail salons, um, your locators, your brokers, and your real estate offices. So for our apartment communities, stay connected with our realtors and vice versa, our realtors with our apartment communities. You guys can build a really powerful network that when you have a client that doesn't work for you but is looking for something else, again, there's that great cross-promotion. And then don't forget about your mom-and-pop businesses. A lot of times they're very willing to cross-promote or to let you leave their marketing materials. And many times your clientele is frequenting their locations. So an outreach marketing blitz is basically where you prep ahead of time and you try to visit as many businesses as you can to raise awareness and to meet whatever goal you set at the beginning. That's one type of outreach marketing. And that one can be a great one, again, for when you're just trying to reach the masses. There's another type of outreach marketing that takes a little bit more time. It's why I call it courtship outreach marketing. It's very targeted marketing. This is where you're trying to get your foot in the door with a very specific business. It might be a preferred employer. Uh, this, is, this one isn't quite as easy. You're not just going to walk in and get into that business that someone else would have had, you know, really hard time getting into immediately. You know, it's like there's places like that that have a lot more security. For that, it's going to take a little more legwork, but there's this awesome tool that can help us do that. And it's Google. And another one is LinkedIn. So you can research a business, learn a little bit about them, find out who their HR person is. Again, LinkedIn is great for that. If it's a huge company with a large number of employees, they probably have a recruiting center or they have a housing center. Um, if it's different types of schools or things like that, there's going to be a point person that you can talk to. So again, Google or LinkedIn to find your point person. You can also tap into your network within your own community. There's been many times that I needed to get an in somewhere and I can post on Facebook and say, hey, do any of my friends know somebody that works at such and such business? And then I'll have a private messaging or DM conversation and say, hey, I'm looking to, you know, bring some value, deliver some goodies, but also talk to your recruiting person or your HR person. So again, your network, um, you can also see if, if you're an apartment community, does anybody within your community already work there? Like, do they have a spouse that maybe works at that business? You never know unless you ask. Maybe one of your residents, even one of your employees. For my realtor friends, again, you guys have a network, so ask. Um, we know that, uh, let's see, the question is sometimes we think, well, you know, we've already 
reached out to somebody, a resident that works there. Well, it's okay. Do it recently. Pick a new preferred employer resident every single week or every single month and have them help you go to work. Uh, you know, what's in it for them. So that's what you want to think about when you're in this courtship. I like to think about this, you know, this is the getting your foot in the door. This is the phase where you're at. You don't immediately bust down the door to have this great interaction and they're not going to immediately commit right away. You have to slowly woo them. Once they have your contact information, send an email or something fun. You know, I like to really think outside the box with these kind of things that if you send them something that's fun, that's eye catching, um, you know, that will be something that stands out. So like a fun little idea, I've shared this one many times, buy a clear envelope, drop a flip flop in it with a note that says, you know, I'd love to get our foot in the door. And it's, yeah, it's grassroots, but it's like, how many times have you gotten a flip-flop in the mail? Or order cookies from a local bakery and get them made into the shape of a, you know, a heel, a really cute shoe, or, you know, a pump or something. And when you send it again, that could be your tagline. We'd really love to get our foot in the door. I know um, years back when I was trying to get my foot in the door with a business, I was selling advertising in Spanish. I sent a piñata and I said, it's a fiesta at, and I'd really love to chat. So, you know, get creative with what you send. Make the first contact by making a phone call. I'd love to have a meeting. You know, send your information via email. Send a, send a link to like where they can see you on LinkedIn or see your community on Facebook or your website. Talk about what's in it for them. Again, that's where you really want to build this value. But then don't be afraid to mix it up and send something that's a lot of fun. So think about the business, see how you can get your foot in the door, then work to set up an appointment. Um, again, for those bigger places, you may not want to just walk in during a blitz. You want to have a little bit more of a relationship to where they know what this visit is about. Now, I talk about the courtship. Very few people are willing to put that amount of work in. I've seen though some very lucrative relationships happen when people have done this.